Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Winchester Radio. This is the beginning of the end. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the first episode of season 15, which is the final season, but one down, 19 to go. So we still got uh, all those episodes and well into spring. So we'll just uh, we'll just go from there. So you can't help but have things colored by the fact now that we know we have all these lasts happening. We had our last premiere. We had our last um, um, The Road So Far. We got our last now. We're not going to last now. We'll get another one. But anyway, um, the episode's called uh, Back and to the Future, and written by Andrew Gabb and directed by longtime Supernatural director John Showalter. Um and the song that played over the road so far in the beginning, actually the beginning of the episode a little bit as well, was by Bob Seeger, and I'm terribly sorry, I have no idea what the title was, because I don't know that much the about Bob Seeger's songs. Oh, it was the I, final the, scene. The refrain. The famous, the famous, final scene. The famous final scene. Well, not yet. <laughs> We still have a ways to go for that one. But, okay, it's good to have the name of the song. Um, the episode picks up pretty much where we left off uh, at the season finale. Um, all the ghosts and demons and whatever hells opened, we find out every door in hell opened up, including the cage. And they're back on Earth, and they're in this town, in this cemetery, and there's a big fight. And um, they fight a little while, the three of them, and then Cass picks up Jack's body to Sam Dean, and off they go to hide somewhere, because I guess they're not really getting anywhere fighting. And um, It just made me think of, you know, fight or flight, and Cass is an angel but there's no flight there. <laughs> and they all ran into this mausoleum. And I, I loved how Sam and Dean were still still trying to figure a way out of it, still fighting. I, I tell you, they just don't know how to give up. But Cass kind of stands around and looks forlornly at Jack. Um, and again, with this episode, we have the famous appearing and disappearing angel powers. Um, Cass can heal, then he can't. <laughs> he can fly, he can't. Um, apparently, there's no smiting to be had either, <laughs> because Sam and Dean ask him, "Well, aren't you going to smite everybody?" And he can't do that. Um, well, that's not. He can because he does it in the beginning. He's just unwilling to do it on mass because it would overwhelm him. But um, do, the, he? he does smite several in the beginning. Like it's it's a callback, I guess, to when he was actually able to do it well. But he does smite a few. He doesn't just angel blade them. He uses his hand. So it actually oh, makes he did, no sense. I saw the angel blade a lot. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 
but he uses his hand also, I, and so it just it's just that uh, he says it would overwhelm him. What that means exactly, I, I mean, whatever, useless. Anyway, go on. Sorry, I just had to point that out that he can smite, uh, just at his leisure, uh, apparently. Or like I said, they're the they're the uh, disappearing and appearing angel powers. Um, he. He heals Sam later on when Sam is cut by the clown, and he not only heals Sam's wound, but he heals Sam's jacket, <laughs> which, you know, that's actually a really handy skill to have, mending clothes like that so well. And, um, yeah, so, you know, they come and go, and we're not really sure. It's like whatever's useful but if it's not good for the story, then they disappear. So um, they they don't stay long in the mausoleum. I, I like that. I like that Sam was smart enough to think of a drainage pipe, but it was not going to work because apparently the bodies outside thought to look through the drainage pipe, and that didn't help either. But um, and Jack. Well, it's a new demon, and he took over Jack, and I think it's Belphegor. That's what it sounded like Belphegor. to me, Belphegor. Yeah. And, um, in, and in, 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 not mis- I guess, well, it's all mythology, but in, he's supposedly In the lore? A, yeah. I would just really, really didn't want to say the lore, um, but <laughs> according to the lore, he's... Um, in my tongue was in cheek, really hard <laughs> yeah he's uh he's a prince he's actually a prince of hell and they cover like the seven deadly sins and i forget which sin he is i think he's sloth i don't know it's a mess when you look it up it's a mess because it says he's the demon of sloth but also like it talks about like lust which is a separate sin whatever he's a, he's supposed to be a very important demon which is weird because in the episode he says he's not. So I don't know if that's a case of what Supernatural likes to do is just pick a name out of a hat because it sounds cool and completely ignore like uh-huh. the meaning of, behind that angel or demon or if he's uh-huh. trying to hide who he is, which would make no sense because Cass should know his demon. So even if this demon is pretending, Cass should know who Belphegor is. But then again, what does Cass know or never know? We don't know. And also, is he really who he says yep. he is? Because we've also gone through the whole Ezekiel Gadriel kind of thing before, and et cetera. So, who knows? Mm-hmm. But the point is, is he's he's Belphegor. Okay. Well, it, it, everything you say, I I agree because we just we're just not sure. It could be a cover. It could be just a name out of a hat. Um, he may be hiding his powers, or if he's just a run of the mill torturing demon who likes his job he sure knew an awful lot and could do pretty heavy duty spells he got them out well, he's also of according the to him and free yeah and according to him he's very very old yeah so he's not like you know he's not a the kind of like a, you know a centuries old demon he's a millennials old demon Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes the case is, for a prince of hell as well, being ancient, right? Which and is why, which is why I knowledge. wonder, like, are they just trying to hide that he's a prince for now? But then again, like I said, 
that doesn't make a whole lot of sense with Cass. He should, I, so I don't know. It's hard to tell with this uh, writing team, but whether it's yeah, whether it's subterfuge like say, or just uh, rewriting of lore history. And again, sometimes Cass knows stuff, and sometimes he doesn't. You know, so well, maybe that, he again, doesn't. that's a canon no, fail because Cass, as of what is it, season nine, Cass is supposed to know literally everything. He's supposed to know old history mm-hmm. and pop culture. So, you know, again, I don't give a pass to that because it kind of failed. Yep. Well, time will tell. Right. Or not. Speaking, but... <laughs> speaking of the demon that got jacked, um, and I just happen to be on this scene as I'm watching, the demon body thingy that comes through the wall um, and then Castiel throws a chunk of concrete on it and then mm-hmm. as soon as he does that Jack wakes up so is that demon supposed to be the yeah. one winning Jack is... yeah I, 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 was, I was confused about that mm, yeah, I'm sure I, I, I really didn't think about it at the time it could be yeah I didn't think about it at the time <laughs> but that would make sense mm-hmm. although I'm confused time... about the whole they're ghosts, but they're not ghosts, but they jumped in the nearest body, but they also look like stuff that we've seen before. Whatever. And also, <laughs> if what makes me think it's not him, because we've this spirit or whatever that came out of the body after Castiel dropped the concrete on it looked like a skull, a spirit, you know, with a skull and everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas if, and this this guy's supposed to be a demon, it should have been black smoke. Um, right. So, but the timing was absolutely perfect. So I don't know if, again, it's just a cannon fail, uh, which, you know, we've come mm-hmm. to be used to, or if, if it's completely yeah. different and it just happened, it was just a coincidence. So I don't know. But it doesn't matter, so yeah. whatever. I mean, I try to not... <laughs> As picky as I am, I try to not figure everything out in one episode or even a few because, I don't know. I mean, my mother does that, and it drives me nuts. She'll be like, what is this? What does this mean? I'm like, I don't know. It just started. Calm down. Let the story play out. <laughs> because in theory, sometimes... I mean, in theory, that's the whole point of storytelling. Like, they're supposed to let it, you're supposed to let it unfold for you. And obviously, like, we can't help as viewers but, like, try to make sense of something, but... I think at this point, it could it, it with Jack. It could be anything. It could be, you know, maybe he is Crowley. I saw somebody make this point, and I thought it was really interesting. That yes, he does say like he's. Somebody said, you know, he specifically doesn't show his glowing eyes because he doesn't have eyes. Which okay, fine. But I also thought it was. And once I read that, I was like, you know, he does make it a point to say he's not some lowly crow, uh, crossroads demon. And so it right. makes me wonder, like, is this their way of bringing Crowley back without Mark Shepard? Which I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't think is a good idea. If they do yeah. that, ooh, bad move. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, do I think that they're above a bad move like that? No. I sure hope not. Where, you know, I'm the person, so I like to see characters come back, but no. 
you don't bring Callie Crowley back without it being Mark Shepard. So, yeah, I, no, I, don't, I ab- hope not. Absolutely not. No. And definitely and, not. And the way this, and the way Jack talked, it was more kind of like <laughs> a, uh, like a New York mob guy kind of, you know, I got Which kind I'm of gonna a say. little bit of that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to say it was really an odd choice for them to give us a demon that hasn't been on Earth since the Bronze Age. But also, like, he speaks very much like Jack does, just with less, you know, he's not as naive. So he talks with, like, a normal 20-year-old. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's foretelling or it was just an acting choice or directing choice. I don't know. But it's... um. It's a little weird that he's so, like, jazzy and cool. And I'm like, mm, should you be, though? I mean, he's enjoyable. I know. I, but, no, I he's enjoyable, thought, don't I, I get like me wrong. It. But I do think it's weird in terms I of, like, thought, the characterization doesn't match what you're telling me about the character. I have a thought on that. Because I, I struck me also. Because, like, he sounds so modern, you know, and, and he's supposed to be ancient. So I thought... Well, maybe the explanation is if he's indeed one of hell's tormentors and torturers, the souls that he had in charge of are maybe modern ones, and we don't know his torture methods. Maybe he just learned about the souls or knew about them. So, you know, there's modern people in in hell, two billion, three billion souls. So maybe he just finds out stuff about the people he's torturing them. Maybe it, he tortures them by sort of, you know, you can start out nice and friendly and then go to the torture part, and that really makes people even more scared because they don't know what you're going to do and when you're going to start. I thought, well, maybe that's it. You know, maybe he's just, he finds out about people and ways to talk um, that then way. Wouldn't he know that people are better looking now then? Well, not if they're in hell, right? Would they be in pretty bad shape by the time they got to hell? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying. I'm not, I mean, I don't think I'm. I'm someone who doesn't think that we should have to. We shouldn't have to make up reasons why things should make sense. They should just make sense. Um, you don't have to. Right. Not necessarily. You don't have to necessarily like lay everything out for your viewers because that's also insulting. Don't do that. But you shouldn't mm-hmm. have to do. Uh, you shouldn't have to fan blank something. I know we like. I know we like to use the word meta, but you know, to use an, like a an older term or like a like a buffy term, I guess we used to always call it just fan wanking because mm-hmm. it is what you're doing. You're you're working so hard to make something that should make sense make sense because it doesn't make sense. Um, right. My theory. My theory is because again this. This, this show is very, as much as we enjoy it, it's very predictable in, in a lot of ways. I do think that he's just simply not who he says he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That could be. And that said, I, I like him. He's, he's so, he's, I think Alex must be having a good time. It's such a different character than the old Jack who is very naive and sometimes very solemn and this one's much looser he's a little more fun 
and and quirky and again that could be you know it's cover and he can do these spells he's also you know like demon oh well hey the sheriff died oh too bad well fresh heart <laughs> you know so practical and well and i will say um, that if 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 this show if i were to believe that this show was doing something in terms of setup I would say the only real theme of this episode is if you'll notice everyone said um, everybody said like what they are or was given like a, a, a who they are so like Belphegor says I'm just a, I'm just a demon I, I just torture you know that's what I do that's all I do and uh-huh. then you have him also uh-huh. called Cass an abomination in the trench coat. Okay. And then you have him called in Dean, that dumb, like, stupid you know, trench coat. <laughs> yeah. He, ha- you have him, you know, be all like fanboy over Dean, over Dean being this like amazing torturer and everything. And then later on, like you also have the part where Sam says, or like when Cass is like, I'm an angel. And then, but Sam is the one that in the episode goes, I'm just a guy. And like, we know that's not mm-hmm. true. Right, like Sam's that Sam's not just a guy. He's, I mean, you could argue that neither he nor Dean are just a guy, but Sam's also had like psychic powers and things like this. That he's not just a guy. So if you want to kind of think about everybody saying that they are something that they're not in a way, mm-hmm. then that could be foretelling because, I mean, Cass is an angel, but he's not. Like he mm-hmm. is just this weird like he doesn't fit anywhere he's not human he's not really an angel he doesn't he doesn't have the same powers that other angels do like it's all over the place and who knows what he really is anymore so and dean's like not a torture but dean can slip into that very easily um i don't know i want again if i believe that this was something that was in terms of setup that's what mm-hmm. I would we were setting up for uh do i necessarily right. like want to die on that hill no Yeah. I mean, that would be cool if it was set up for something where everybody was saying, like, what they're not, you know, a little misdirect or just not, they're just not that that person. That would be really cool if it was set up for something differently, because we know Sam is not just a guy. And from, from what we've got a little flashes of this, this bullet wound and in his shoulder and then Cass kind of stirs it up. He tries to heal it and he can't because it's not just any bullet wound. It's from God's gun. And there's discussion. Is there a bullet? Is there not a bullet? Was it more a reaction from Sam shooting God? Was there a bullet for God or was it just sort of, like, well, okay, so here's my energy. Here's what I was confused. Yeah, I I assumed it was an energy, but then they made a point to like make it seem like it was a bullet. But in the season finale, I got the idea that it was not so much like a bullet for a bullet, but just a wound for a wound kind of thing. Like I didn't think that it created a whole bullet that went into Sam. I just I just assumed that it created the same like a mirror wound, like the like a mirror yeah. wound yeah that's yeah. what I thought like so like he was shot I, I, and it's like I, what you do to them it back kind of 
bounces back and hits you too, or the energy, or the, or the right, like gesture like, like or whatever magic. Mhm. Yeah, I I thought right. I thought it was that too, but I guess not. I guess you know if he had been um, if God had, if it was say a God axe, okay, and if there was mm-hmm. a axe left in God's back, I'm guessing maybe there would have been an axe left in. Sam's back too? I don't know. Um, And the way I understood it was going to be like, okay, so if there was a God axe and say Sam threw the axe at God's head, it's not that there would be an axe in Sam's head, but there would be an axe wound. Not like, not a full manifestation of an axe. That's what I thought too, but I, I guess not, but there may not be a bullet actually in there. We don't, you know, they never saw it. They just said there was no exit wound. So it may still just be the same wound, kind of wound. Yeah. I just, I don't think it's a bullet. I mean, who knows, but I don't, I don't it's think It's definitely something it weird because, yeah, because that little flash that Castiel got there. And mm. um, if you watch the um, shaving people punching things, um, video. I don't yeah. want to spoil anybody if they have it. There were clips in there that kind of insinuated something bad. Yeah, like there's cool. definitely something going on <laughs> with it, which is why I felt like, which is why like the whole time I was thinking about it being an energy until, and I mean, I guess technically they didn't say that it was, there was a bullet in him. Like Dean just says there's no exit wound. Right. So, I mean, maybe it is still and, just an energy. And I wonder, I also wonder, like, so both Jared and Jensen are very good about things when it comes to, like, the character being injured and then carrying that through in an episode. Like, I I mean, there's a lot of examples. I'm not even going to try to, like, pick a one. But um, so when Dean asked Sam, does it hurt? He says, no, not really. And at first I was like, is this typical Sam just being like, no, I'm fine? But then I was thinking about it. And no, throughout the rest of the episode, he really is moving us like business as usual. So, like, does it not hurt? Well, he says it hurts a little bit towards the end. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, I mean, he's, like, I, I, his tolerance like, for pain yeah, he, he moved. is amazing. He moved his arm. <laughs> yeah, he moved his arm and everything just fine. So, yeah. Right. And I, usually, like, the, the boys are very good about, like, if the character has an injury, uh-huh. like, they make a note, like, it's not exaggerated, yeah. like, they're not going to drag a leg or anything, but, like, uh, off the top of my head, like... They make a point of, like, keeping yeah, their like arm close in, to them if the arm is And just in Bello, and just in Bello, when they show their tattoos for the first time, like, Jensen makes it a point to wince because of the movement. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the episode, he's more or less normal, like, after the injury, but he does make a point to wince. And there's other instances of them doing things like that. I don't think that these are two actors as well-seasoned as they are that Jared would just be like, yeah, I totally neglected that I have a, a wound in my shoulder that we're going to specifically address at the end of the episode, but I'm going to go on like nothing. And talking about the wound, the reason why you know I think it's extremely important as well is the new opening credit thing to me looks an awful lot like the wound. Well, somebody did mm-hmm. – oh, oh, hold on. I'm going to say something, and then I'm going to say something, but I want to go back to something. Um, we have a tweet from uh, Eileen. Eileen had said we were talking about, like, 
uh, Belphegor, she said, what if it's actually Alistair? Which would make sense with the fanboying and the, like, kissing Dean's ass. That's true. True. So what if... Well, well, we'll see. It, all, all this also undid Sam obliterating Alistair. I'd be into that because I also think it'd be fun to watch Alex play, like, full-on Alistair, like, once the reveal comes. So I'd be into that. Um, mm-hmm. Going to the title card. Somebody did a frame-by-frame breakdown of the title card, and the title card shows... Yes. Uh, I love I that. Saw that. I, I yes. read that. I love it that. Has the angel banish- it has the angel banishment symbol. I it has the Samulet, and I think it has the Men of Letters insignia, and it might have a Key of Solomon also. I know for sure it has the first three, and then it does kind of You're look right. like the bullet ones also. Now, I don't necessarily, yeah, I don't, I'm not someone who necessarily always thinks that, like, the title card means something beyond, like, the first couple of episodes, because, you know, as we all know, they create the title card based on, like, the first you know, three to four episodes. Mm-hmm. They really, I mean, they have to create the title card and have it have to have it edited before, like those other episodes are either written and also they're just going off of that. So I don't think it has like deeper seasonal meaning necessarily, but I do think it it is based on things that we're going to be kind of keeping an eye out now. And so I do agree that it looks like the the um, the bullet wound. I also think it's interesting, like, does the Samulet mean, because it's also glowing, so are they trying to reference that, like, that's a, like, God is near? Like, I don't know. I do think that's interesting, but I'm also trying mm-hmm. to really not look in too deeply into that, because I do think that, like, over-examining that is a little, it's a little bit of an exercise of futility. Mm. But, um. Yeah, I do. We'll I do think that it's really cool that the so whether it whether it has a deeper meaning or not, really cool of the VFX department to do that for the final season and have like essentially what amounts to Easter eggs in it. And I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. So good job to them because it's, it's actually it's one of my, it's one of the better title cards that I've like. I mean, we've had a lot, a lot more than just you know how many for each season because we've had yeah. special, very special episode ones too, and I think it's one of the best ones. So, yeah, I really liked it. Um, just back to the whole bullet wound thing. Um, and Sam's getting those strange flashes of, you know, the red room. And, and we saw a flash of somebody falling to the ground and we heard Sammy. Um, he's not telling anybody about it, typically. <laughs> um, that hiding things like that, and I'm sure it's a. Is it the first flash but that he's did, had? Is it took? Did it take? Cass, I thought Cass like, got that him flash. Kind of I didn't think it Sam. Up. I thought Cass yelled really? that. I, I didn't thought it was Sam. Sam. Wait, what? What, 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 what did you think, Vinny? What did you think, Vinny? Go back. I'm sorry. I'm going to be real <laughs> honest. I wasn't listening. Okay, the flash. <laughs> That Sam had, that okay, happened when thank Cassio you. tried. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> I was like, what flash are you talking about? Okay, I was thinking like kaboom flash. We're, we're uh, I, got the, I got the feeling that Sam, yeah, I was thinking like a kaboom flash. I was like, do they mean the end? Are we talking about the end of the episode already? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I got the feeling that 
are no help. For sure. But I got <laughs> yeah. the feeling that Sam had the visuals. Yeah, I, I got the feeling that Sam had the actual visuals, and Cass just felt like Sam's panic and, like, bad vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's obvious, he's disturbed. You can see Cass, Joel, like, I can't heal it. I can feel something. What's going on here? And then I thought Sam saw the flashes. Of course, they're going to disturb him as well. And he's not, he's not telling. I actually thought towards, well, sorry, jumping to the end of the episode just for a second. Um, when Dean asked Cass if he's okay, and, and Cass says yes, but, I, and, and Dean cuts him off and walks away. But I thought Dean, uh, uh, Cass was going to say, but there's something up with Sam, and let me tell you what happened, you know, about his shoulder. So there's something up there. And then Dean says to Sam, you know, how do you feel? Well, hurts a little bit, you know, and he takes care of it, but he doesn't say that he saw any flashes. So for the moment, he's the only one who, who knows that. And things like that never end well when what Sam or Dean hide something like that, that's going on with them that they should discuss with the other brother. Um, I'm sure something will come out because those flashes, um, looked pretty serious. So I'm actually looking forward to it. <laughs> okay. I just happened to be right around that scene. So like Vinny, I was kind of not paying attention to what you were saying there because I was watching the scene again and I turned the volume up and I muted the phone. Um, oh, who's to say Vinny's right about anything? <laughs> but it did look like Sam saw it and Castiel definitely felt something weird from it. So, yeah. Because yeah. he's disturbed. You know, he goes like, yeah. He's like, I don't, he jolts I don't know if maybe he was just like, I, I can't heal it. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's why he was disturbed because he couldn't heal it or if he felt, you know, the disturbing vision. I don't know. Um, I, I got, yeah. If they follow through, because I I feel like I feel like if he actually saw what Sam saw, there would have been more of a discussion. That's yeah. true. Very true. Yes. Yeah, and I I like it. I like what's happening, and I'm I'm looking forward to more flashes and more scenes and all that. I like that very much. Um. Okay. And I guess yeah, not I, only our talk Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was go just going to say it's it's Okay. I was just going to say that it's not only generic ghosts and demons, but we're there were there was more than one callback in this episode to first season episodes like The Woman in White is back and clown is back. Um, poor Sam, like dealing with the clowns. And um, I thought Not the first, clown, the first John Wayne Gacy clown. Yes. Okay. I, the rage um, blackout I have over this. I I can't. Oh, I'm like, right I here can't. with you. Yeah. I like, don't know John why. Wayne Gacy, one on one. A boy. Like. He was, I mean, he was a boy. 
<laughs> I just don't understand why you would take an iconic, and I don't mean iconic in a good way. I just mean like very well known serial killer with a very well established victim profile and go, yeah, okay, we'll put him in a girl's birthday party and have him go after the little girl and the mom. No, no. First of all, first of all, he shouldn't have a knife. He should have a belt or a chain, first of all. But I'll give you that pass that you may not know that because he did steal a little bit of stabbing. So, okay, fine. I'll give you it. But primarily he was a choker. But also teenage boys, early 20s teenage boys. And also focus on boys that didn't have parents around to wonder where they went. And so you're going to have a mother and a daughter. Like the antithesis, like the actual opposite of everything John Wayne Gacy so angry to me and then you're gonna have so you're gonna have this clown where you have Sam that's already afraid of clowns and then Sam who's obsessed with serial killers so let's put it together but let's totally mess it up like you have the perfect opportunity to have this clown this serial killer really focus on Sam because Sam is a still fairly young man an attractive man who never really had parents around. He is literally John Wayne Gacy's type, and you don't play off of that in any way. I'm so disappointed. I'm so angry, and I I know that I'm oh I oh I could still go on, but I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Like, I'm so angry. Like like I know the show. You know the show is they used to be, but not anymore. It's not really into getting the particulars right. And so I can see, you know, that they wanted to go for a kid and a parent. Okay, fine. Why not a boy and his dad or a boy and his mom? Why, you know, I, I, that's the part that got me. It would have been very simple to just make that a little boy and not a little girl. I, uh, I, I don't, yeah. Yeah, like even, even that one tiny little change would have been uh, still annoying because, the child would have been too young, but I would have I would have let it go a bit. Exactly. But it, right. It, yeah. It's just it's it's literally John Wayne Gacy 101. And going off of what how Vinny was talk, uh, Susan was mentioning the others, you know I I love that they got the actress who played Bloody Mary originally. I thought that was awesome. Um, I loved seeing her again. But oh my God, they did it. They tried to get a dark-headed woman for a woman in white. Which okay, yes, yeah, Sarah Shaw. He's a lot bigger than she was when the show was started. So I could totally see that she would not have been available. But just don't get her at all. I mean, I know they wanted to get somebody from their very first case. I can see that. But the woman, yes, she had dark hair. She was very beautiful, but she was not. Did not look like Sarah Shaw. No, and if you're gonna hear like like I said, you know, if you're going, if you can't get the person, don't do it. Or you know, maybe don't make the scene in bright, broad daylight. Yes, yes. Like Susan was talking about that too. Yes, it's too bright. It was too bright. She was too real. She just looked like a person walking 
down the street that got angry wearing a white dress. And it's, and she's not the only one. I thought um, the, the later on the, the clown and the others, they looked, they looked too real to me. And I'm like, it's too bright. There's too much sun. I can see them too well. They just look, they look like people. They don't look like ghosts. They don't look scary. Um, yes. I, I, and I, I missed the I days to be of the washed scene. out colors and dark and spooky. And this is like, they just look like people, you know, going down the street. And I'm like, they're all running down the street later on after, after Sam and, and um, the mom and the girl and, and Cass. I'm like, why are they running? They're ghosts. Mm-hmm. They've been popping mm-hmm. in and out. Yeah. Ah! Anyway. And, and I, <laughs> I just happened crazy. to be at that very scene. I just happened to be at that very scene. And, the, and with the sound uh-huh. off and everything, I swear it looks like an episode of Scooby-Doo. With those four, you know, brightly dressed ghosts <laughs> pacing after them, it looked just like Scooby Doo. Uh, and I will, and, I will say, exactly like the right. the clown. Yeah, the, I'm not even going to call him John Wayne Gacy. I'm going to call him the clown. The clown still looks creepy in broad daylight because you know, killer clowns. They're always going to be kind of creepy. But woman in white, and I guess she was Lizzie Borden. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. That was my guess. She had an act. Yeah, she had an act. She had period the right year. She had period clothing, and she had so and whoever, whatever. They looked ridiculous in broad daylight. They really did. It just looked. It made it. It made it very clear that they were wearing makeup. It made it very obvious that this was a TV show. Like it was. It was no longer immersive. Yeah, and, and what's that mean? I mean, like, if they set the scene with... at night, it would have helped a lot. But, yeah, and yeah. I know I... Sam and Dean don't always find monsters, you know, in at the nighttime. But all these creatures do tend to come out in the dark, and to have those scenes during the day. And I know sometimes you have to film, you know, day for night and all that, whatever. But I, as the viewer, I wanted to see it dark, creepy. I miss those old washed out colors from the early mm-hmm. seasons, you know, and, and even, even if they just made it dark, it would have helped. But otherwise they just, like you said, they look like an episode of Scooby-Doo or they just look like, like a, a costume party gone crazy, you know, or something running down the street. It was, it was not good, not good at all. And I mean, at least with say the woman in white, one of her coolest things, was that she would flash, you know, she would flash mm-hmm. in and here, in and out. That was so so cool, so creepy, a very good special effect. And they could have at least done that. They didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of the woman in white, which everybody pointed out because we all caught it, not a single person didn't catch it woman in white blaming Dean when it's such a big point in the pilot that Sam's the one who took her home. Yeah. I mean, you clearly rewatched the pilot in order to rip off the pilot. And you're going to, that was such a big part of that episode down to Dean being concerned about the car and everything. Like it was it, uh, again. If you're going to do something, if you're going to revisit something, 
you do it correctly, especially when you have the resources or the ability to mm-hmm. mask something. Again, you're not going to get Sarah, but but you do you do what you can. You film at night. You put her. You, you, what's the girl from the ring? Mm-hmm. You do that to her hair. You cover her face. Whatever. You move on. But you get the lines right too, and it's just. I have a big problem. There's there's a there's a an interview that I read the other day where Andrew Dabb specifically says, you know, you know, we're going to we're going to we we want to do fan service. First of all, don't do that because it implies that no. fans are a homogenous thing and they're not. So you really can't do fan service because fans don't agree with fans. So what, who are you servicing? Write the story that you should write. Yeah. But also, okay, fine. But if you're going to do fan service, then you better do your research and you better do it right because your fans are watching, mm. especially with a show like this where mm. it's 14 seasons worth of canon and we will clock you on all of it. Mm-hmm. So you better come correct. And you're already not coming correct. Yeah. I mean, Although I, I, guess don't, when you know I don't that, think well, I show... guess when you know that you're in your final season and you're not trying to move on to another one, who cares? Which is my worry. I'm going to be honest. That's my worry for this season in terms of writing is that they know that this, they're wrapping it up. They don't have to fight for a, a pickup. So who cares? You could at least treat and it like I a think... resume. <laughs> like well, a that's reference. true. You know. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's that's true. And if they do, well, <laughs> good luck at the local Whole Foods. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I was going to say I don't think a, I don't think any any show should ever write for the fans because, like you say, they don't all agree. And some some groups that you think may be the prevailing opinion are actually just really noisy and possibly a very small group. And I think, again, you need to pay attention to your own story and your own work and your viewer may or may not agree with your decision, but it's your decision and your story. And you're welcome to walk away. I mean, I know sometimes, I don't know, I I guess if, if you really do realize that, that there's something that's not working, great, but sometimes they don't. I just feel like if you try to please everybody, you're not going to please anybody. So if you're a show or or an author, you just can't write to everybody. It's just not going to work. And kind of in that same lane, it reminds me of anybody who watches The Magicians, um, their season finale, they, you can tell they're not writing for the fans at all because they killed off, like the main character of the show. Um, don't want to. You mm-hmm. know, hopefully you're not. You weren't planning on watching it. And you weren't spoiled. I'm sorry, but um, it made huge, made a huge ripple. You know, lots of people in the magician's fandom said they were out after what you know killing mm-hmm. off this character. And like, whereas I know I'll miss this character. I'm not going to leave the show because I still love the show and I want to see where it's going. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that they're not pandering to fandom, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And and Magicians, you know, if you don't know, it's from Sarah Gamble. So, 
I love mm-hmm. her, and I love the show. Yeah, but if a fan is that upset and, and they want to leave, that's okay, too. I mean, it's great yeah, that yeah. you're like, okay, exactly. I didn't like what they did, and I, but I'm going to stay. But another person says, you know what, I'm out. I, I, I can't do it without this character. That's okay, too, you know, but it's, but it was oh, still like fair Veronica, decision. Like the Veronica Mars. Veronica yeah. Mars season, same way. Yep. I was spoiled, still haven't watched it, and I, I know you told me to, and I probably will, but I I need to work through some stuff first. <laughs> <I'm not happy>. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I will try. But you know what? Uh, after, I, make, I may make that decision go, you know what? I can't do it anymore. I'm done. That could be. But it won't stop them from making more shows <laughs> and making their own decisions because Rob Thomas will do that, and that's just fine. Yeah. I get it. Anyway, back to back to back to back into the future. Okay. Um. Um. Going going back to this for demon ghost whatever. Was the really tall guy supposed to be anyone in particular? Because he did look familiar. No but, idea. So I'm not, yeah, I, I kept trying I to know. figure it out, and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be remembering something or if it was, again, because they seem to be really pushing the season one thing, but then we've never actually dealt with Lizzie Borden, and the only time she was referenced was in a later season by Sam. So I don't know if this was something well, we were to, supposed to, to recognize house. from Pop. Yeah, but as I'm saying, I'm not sure if he was something we were supposed to recognize from, like, general pop culture or from an episode. Like, I really couldn't tell based on the makeup and the actor, which, again, is a problem Mm -hmm. with if it was supposed to be something we've done before, that's, again, if you can't get the actor, don't do the reference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if he's supposed to be referencing something in, like, general murder pop culture – Frankly, if if I didn't get it, then you messed up. Yeah. So like, that's really the the fandom I'm more in. Um, I'm looking at the actor just to see if like maybe he had a supernatural episode in his past, and I don't see anything on his resume before. Well, there's one. Stunt player in 2011, but otherwise things are much, much more recent for him, 2016, 2018, 19, and 20. So I guess that's not helpful, knowing if he was a first-season reference. Or he could have been playing somebody where they couldn't get the original actor, but he was sort of familiar, but I, I couldn't place it. So I guess, I guess we're striking out on him, and maybe he wasn't anything. Maybe he was just random ghost. Which again, you can't have three visually iconic scenes and one one thing that isn't. Right. So again, Sam and Dean never fought Gacy or Lizzie, but they're both iconic figures, easily recognizable. And then mm-hmm. you have, I just whatever. That's and that's the danger of revisiting. That's the danger of revisiting things. That's the danger of doing callbacks. Is you just 
you have to be so careful for them to work. Mm-hmm. Well, there was one scene that worked really, really well for me, and it saved this episode a lot. And I, 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 I got so mad, but I'm like, I'm, I'm so, I'm so easy. I mean, this episode, you know, it had its problems. There was stuff I liked, you know, you know, I, I like, I like the new thing of Jack, and there's other things going on. But I, but all I got to do is give me a beautiful brother scene at the end between Sam and Dean. They talk about their past. We get a Weechester's mention. We and and we've got Goofy Dean trying to tell a dumb joke to distract Sam just like he did when they were little kids and we've got Sam playing along because he knows it'll make Dean big brother happy and we get you know we all, we're, we've talked before some on, on Twitter and some on the podcast where there's lots of hurt on Supernatural but there's not always comfort and intending and we actually got some of that last night in this episode and um, and everything Dean, Dean didn't forget to ask to ask about him and take, you know, care of Sam. I just, I, I loved every minute of it. And then I loved the pep talk that Sam gave Dean where Dean's angry and he says, we're just in a maze and there's no, we thought we had free will, but we didn't. And it's God. And then Sam talks him back into having a little bit of hope. And, and if we get through this, what's another apocalypse? Um, it'll be just us. And if anything's an omen for the end of the season, I hope that's it because it should just be Sam and Dean. And the, the you, and, you, know, you and me against two billion ghosts, I like those odds. And then, and, then, and then the final trunk slam, we got work to do, and they put it with the very first trunk slam in the pilot. It was like, I'm done. And it just, it just made me forget all the rest of the Things that bugged me. And they played the music. They played the same music, too, from the season one ending. And that's what got me. I was like, you even played the music. Oh, I missed that music. Mm. You know? so, I like, well, oh, see, when they do it right, when they do it right, it's, see, there's your reaction. That was my reaction. When they do it right, there it is, you know, and it's yeah. it's yeah. Jared and Jensen's acting. It's the chemistry for Sam and Dean. It's just, it was Everything about it was just wonderful. It hit, it hit everything that I love. So, anyway, and I actually wrote in my notes, "bastards" with that last callback to the trunk clothes because it got me. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I'm easy. I did too. It was, it, <laughs> it, it was, it was great. I, I absolutely loved it too. And like I said, here seeing that flash, you know, like it was like they, you know, flashing back to the past for a second there, and playing mm-hmm. the same music and all, mm-hmm. it's just, mm-hmm. uh, I was just melting. And Russ, my husband, he was outside at the time, and um, like half an hour later, when he came in the house, I said, "You've got to watch the last few minutes." And he's like, 
flies. <laughs> <laughs> and I made him, I made him watch that last scene there, and he's like, oh. okay, <laughs> you know, he just doesn't get it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. And oh my God, look how young they were! Holy cow, fifteen uh, years ago. A little. I don't know. No one then and slight boys. They really were the boys back then. Not anymore, but we can't stop. So you're awful quiet, Benny, about this scene. You just. Oh, no, I just don't want to interrupt. Because um, for me, it, oh, for me it wasn't the trunk slam. Yeah, I'm. The, for me, it wasn't the trunk slam. Again, I'll say it again. I'm not a callback kind of person. Like, it's just not my thing. Um. Uh-huh. I like nostalgia, but I'm not big on callbacks. Be- Becky and I will never agree on that thing. She's a callback person. I'm not. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. For mm-hmm. me, it was for me it was the whole speech, before, like the speeches before that, and the little the little pics of remember when when you were little and Sam's little smile when mm-hmm. Dean agrees that he likes the odds. Those are the moments I enjoy. Those are the moments that got me. I I, I love yeah. good, I, I love a good Weechester reference. So anytime they want to tell me, mm-hmm. you know, remember what I used to do when, I, when we were kids or what I used to do for you, that you're going to get me with that in a heartbeat. Anytime. Yeah. But it was the wonderful. Trunk slam was, yeah, the trunk slam was cool. It just didn't, like, it didn't emotionally, like, oh, hit me. I just thought, no, oh, that's pretty cool. But, like, mm-hmm. there was also, I don't know, I, I just, I don't do good with obvious things. And that was, like, as soon as they stood there, I was, like, oh, they're going to do, they're going to do, yeah, they did. Okay. Mhm. Yeah, it was very telegraphed. Just, I don't know. And I, it just took. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, it was cool. That's and I'm okay. Glad everybody else enjoyed it. I'm not gonna like. I'm not downing on it. Like, I it's just it didn't it didn't get me. I was got before that. Mhm. Mhm. I love that whole scene. I mean, when they're doing and 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 it reminded me also when, you know, Sam last season Sam stood on the head and then Dean says, "Count with me." This is, you know, count with me. We used yeah, to do see, it, remember? Yeah, I love that. And then it just reminded me of that a little bit. And, and Dean's just got that big smile on his face. You're like, you know, come on, knock, knock. And Sam's like, okay, you know, who's, and then, and then he does it and he gives that big grin, Dean, and says, ah, I still got it, you know, and, and Sam does it because it makes Dean happy and, you know, and Dean taking care of his little brother, and I, I just, I love all that. So yeah, the whole thing, all of it, I love it. So, anyway, is there anything else about this episode? Anything else we need to talk about? Any other news? <laughs> um, well, um, it's ratings just I think were steady. It just got announced mm-hmm. this evening that um, Walker, Texas Ranger with Jared got picked up by the CW for next fall. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good news. I'm not surprised that so, CW wanted it. I mean, Jared's a known quantity, somebody they know is a pro and all that. Um, did you watch the original te- Walker, Texas Ranger? No. It was not my type of show. Um but it was I not mine either. I <laughs> <laughs> say I will watch this one, but it was not my show. Um, I think I might have seen a few minutes of one episode, 
you know, I can't even tell you anything about it much, really. I mean, I remember when it was on. It's not really my thing. Um, it does sound like they're going to do a lot of updating, which it definitely needs. So I, I'll, I'll watch it. And um, it's good. I mean, I'm glad to hear it was picked up. I'm not, I'm not surprised. It's the CW. Um, and it's going to film in Austin. So Jared's close to home. Um, I hope Jensen participates. I hope he directs or guest stars or something. I can't imagine anybody would say no to that. Um, I'm betting it. Um, they'll save that for, like, you know, during. Uh, and now I'm totally blanking on the word. In February Sweet. and in. Sweeps, yes. Sweeps. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, you know what? Like, do they even do that anymore? I mean, TV is so all over the place now, you know, so many different ways to watch and so many other times. But I guess normal TV does it. Regular TV still does sweeps. So that's fine. Like, it'll it'll be cool. And... Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan got married over the over the weekend. Um, married his longtime longtime love, Hillary Burton, and apparently Jensen officiated the wedding along with Norman Reedus, and Jared was there, and they all got matching. Well, we don't know if they're matching, but they all got tattoos. I guess Jeffrey Dean had a tattoo artist at the wedding reception party. That's interesting. <laughs> That's the first I've heard of it. But it's cool. And not a surprise. He's got quite a few tattoos. But I thought that was pretty cool, the three of them. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, site news, we have a contest currently right now with Geeky Jerseys. Um, you can go on to our website, winchesterbros.com, and enter our contest. You could win a uh, Supernatural Demon Hunters uh, hockey jersey. They're all handmade. They're very, very cool. And you can um, get it personalized with whatever name and number you want on the back. So if you win, you can do that, and you can Go to, the web, go to their website and buy one if you want to. But just go to winchesterbirds.com and you can enter the contest. Nice. That's a cool thing. Um, and what were the ratings? Weren't they pretty pretty in keeping with last uh, season? Haven't changed point too four. much. Yeah, um, yeah, point four. Yeah, point so four. Par for the course. Yep. Doesn't matter much anymore about the ratings, but I guess. But whoops! Nice to nice to watch them. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll see if they change any. Um. Anything else 
Um, I talk about. Can't think of one. Um. Vinny, do you have anything else to bring up? Talk about the episode or? Uh, I don't think so. All I, I mean, I took away from this episode John Wayne Gacy rage, and then a great brother scene. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what the rest of the episode was about, but I'll take it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a very strong season opener. I think it was a decent episode of television as a season mm-hmm. opener. Meh. Um, but yeah. Oh, like I said, I forgive yeah. a lot for a Good Brothers scene, so uh, I, I forgive a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't forgive the John Wayne Gacy stuff, but I forgive the rest. <laughs> okay. Um, I, we had mentioned there was a Rowena mention she, on the phone with Dean. Um, and her kind of a funny ass. line about. <laughs> yes, and her exquisite ass and making Dean say it. And then um, we got a funny moment when Sam and Cass are fighting off the ghost. Um, Sam shoots Cass with a rock salt, which is pretty funny. <laughs> and of course, won't bother him at all. Good thing it wasn't Dean standing there. No, that's true. It would just hurt. Yeah, rock salt. Not as bad as it could be, but. Um, All right. Anything else? Should oh, yeah. We wrap I think up we're our good. first podcast. Um, okay. Yeah, overall, I I wasn't bored. It, it was it was I was you know it was decent. It was pretty good. Not great, but it was all right. And I love Demon Jack, and I love the end. Yes. <laughs> I I agree. I like <laughs> it. Like Vinny says, it's not a season opener, but and, and you say it was good. I wasn't bored. Um, had some fun moments, but the uh, finish of the brother scene at the end made up for a, a lot. I'll let a lot of other stuff go because I got that scene. So I guess we're good. Um, that's it for our first podcast. Thanks, everybody who is listening. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Okay. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.